Good morning. I have never... (laughs) This conversation changed my life. Like, for real, for real. I, I, I don't even know... I don't even know what to say. I, I didn't even know what I needed. I didn't know, y'all, that when I sat down with Reverend Brianna Lynn, that that shit would change me. But here we are on the other side of it. And like my whole being is blasted open and here I am in the void. <laughs> like, what? So all I have to say to you is that Reverend Brianna Lynn is like the real fucking deal. And all those questions I was asking, you know, last season, earlier this last year, whatever, they just like, no, case closed, done. Um, I'm here on the other side. I'm inviting you to come with me into this really powerful medicine, this wisdom, these codes, like straight up codes, okay? Codes for how to be with Reverend Brianna Lynn, founder of Earth Temple, spiritual leader, orgasmic oracle, head witch, weaver of the future story. Powerful powerful being. This podcast episode is all about everything. <laughs> it's about everything. Heterarch- like Things I have I, like literally been sitting alone in my bedroom thinking about, wondering, I want to talk about this with people, but I don't know. As soon as we sat down, Brianna Lynn, Reverend Brianna Lynn was like, here we go. Everything, all of it, this is what it is. Heterarchy, village codes, orgasms, plant medicine, initiation, Saturn return, listening to the elders, decolonizing white heteropatriarchy, all of it. It was a vortex. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Brave School Podcast. We explore the intersection between entrepreneurship, mysticism, and creative courage through human-centered curiosity and storytelling. This podcast is narrative medicine for the wild-hearted artist and entrepreneur who longs to show all the way up to their creative process. We hope you enjoy. I am located in Placentia, Belize. Mm-hmm. I am on a journey of personal deepening and healing. Um, I've been drawn to the earth and plants since I was a little girl. My dad was a farmer. My mm-hmm. mom works with succulents and, you know, had me eat an aloe vera at a very young age and um, very connected poetically and spiritually to the plants. And whenever I've been on a journey, um, whether it's of celebration or of healing, it always brings me back to the earth. It always brings me back to the plants. And so I came to Placencia like mid-November 2021, just coming out of a really intense like rebirth, death and rebirth in my life and came for my 36th birthday. And then 
you know, left after my two week time here, extended my trip another week and a half and left after my time and then flew back on Christmas of 2021. Uh, yeah, this is all in 2021, we're 2022 now. And I've been here since then. And I just am diving deeper and deeper. I have met an incredible um, Bush medicine woman named Miss Janice. And she's just like Afro-Caribbean, Belizean, like, she literally is, she's Mayan, she's black and she's Irish. She's blue eyed black woman who like lives in the dirt. And I just feel like God sent this woman into my life to, to really learn how to listen to the plants. And um, it was many, many years ago, almost 15 years ago when I first sat with Ayahuasca Mama Aya and got the really clear image that part of my work is like, women of color's voices, <laughs> like to whatever it means to utilize my privilege to be uh, uh, someone who calls the circle together as someone who's white presenting, to learn and to listen, because there's an evolution that wants to happen that, that requires the indigenous voices, the women of color voices to lead the way because of the strata, because it has been them on the bottom for 10,000 years, that the only way to birth the new earth is to have that. And not like a new pyramid where they're on top, but truly an equality circle that that your body feels safe in. And your body is the litmus test of safety and of freedom of if we're doing it, I don't wanna say right, but like, truly inequality because my body has been so white white supremacist patriarchized and i have a lot of deconstructing to do so it's like my work right now is about learning how to listen and be a bridge and in a community in a village right now where i'm about you know one of five white people most people here are of african heritage afro-caribbean heritage mayan heritage and being drawn to these communities right now to to really listen and and watch what colonization has done and as someone who wants to take the spiritual perspective in the fifth dimension like we are all one yes and there's a synthesis that wants to happen right now there's a a naming and a reconciliation yeah so that's where I'm at right now. That's, that's, that's been this phase. Wow. I have been so curious about, you know, just like the little nudge to reach out to you, uh, and invite you onto the podcast. And, and now I see why, because, you know, this, this conversation is already opening up so much curiosity and like, the synth, like the synthesis that you're talking about is something that I've been thinking about for um, a while and especially over the last few days. Um, the, the, there's like a, like a, there's like a, a pulling, like it's, it's almost like I can feel the molecules kind of clicking together in my, in my body kind of speak, right? Like it's like kind of that, like, I can feel it clicking together in the atmosphere around me, right? This like call, this desire, this invitation um, to see beyond the white noise. And 
so I just want to like, one, thank you for joining me here on the podcast. Uh, I feel like we entered into a really beautiful place. I don't even know you. You don't know me from Adam. We're just two strangers, like literal strangers on the internet. <laughs> and I'm like celebrating the miracle of that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm clearly a black queer femme uh, with both black and American indigenous heritage. And I live in a very white city that I'm aching to get out of. I've lived here for about 10 years, going on 11. I moved here, escaped my independent fundamental Christian home in, in the middle of the night to come to college and marry my boyfriend <laughs> who proposed to me during my freshman year of college, divorced him, d- like sort of divorced Christianity a little bit and came back to God and stumbled upon some really beautiful words by so many different people and yours is one of them Mm. and this has been like years long journey of like what is here for us beyond the white noise um and that's been the question i've been asking this month Mm. especially like i feel like spirit has been like almost like some of the terms have been like the networks of like, look at your networks of nourishment. What, Mm. what are there, right? Like what is here? Who are you looking to? Who are you looking toward for truths and codes on how to be right? Like, Mm. and, and hearing just a lot of fucking noise, like, Mm -hmm. and, and, and especially like the work that we do here in brave school is like, so, it's, it's like, every time I'm like, spirit, is it time? And spirit's like, this is keep, keep this safe and sacred. Like we're not, we're not going out into the internet streets right now to like put it all out there because there's something that wants to be cultivated in this community that isn't, that's just sacred. And so some of your videos I've shared your conversations with blue I've shared with the folks inside of our membership space. And it's just been so unlocking codes around money, codes around colonization conversations that people are not asked like having right now, Mm -hmm. especially like in the coaching space or in the online wellness space or the spirituality space. It's like very white noise, whitewashed. White supremacist. White supremacist. Like, uh, we can say it. It is. Even around like, even around, this is a big one for me. And this is something I've been like feeling into for a while. Somatic, this conversation around somatics and the nervous system, I've heard you talk about this and money. um, And, you know, like who, like, what is like, talk to me about like, (laughs) like, your like what is it that you are experiencing and feeling around those kinds of things because I feel like the conversation is not um I don't want to be critical of it because it's like I guess the best we can do or whatever but it's not dialed in all the way like I feel something in my body that is like not what I'm hearing from a lot of even my friends practitioners folks I'm just curious. 
Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think? A, there's a dialogue. There's almost like a a, a, a monocabulary that has been created around abundance codes, right? Like this idea that if we just think and if we have the right frequency and if we clear our past trauma and we like really embody this thing that we can just access money. And there's a part of me that says yes to that. There's a part of me that knows inherently you are infinite, I am infinite, whatever we wanna create, it's totally doable. Yes. I've also grown up in a socioeconomically poor family, like to overcome those limiting belief systems took 30 plus years, right? Took a lot of decomposition, deconstructing, and I was privileged to have access to the language, to the workshops, to a, a culture and society that deems that for my, my race as acceptable, like self-help. And it still took me a good amount of time to get there to deconstruct to then be able to question my relationship with money as an entity and then deconstruct it and then be in a place where right now I feel like I have a sweet romance with money and it's as sweet and it's tender and it's sacred and it's holy and it's not my money it's God's money I'm here to do a greater work and let it flow through me. And I also recognize the privilege of being a white presenting woman, although I identify as queer, I can pass as cis, like I can dress up and look like a wasp woman at any point and like get what I need to get done in this world, like that privilege to have access to the money conversation that I can be in is something I want to meta recognize here. Absolutely. Right? Like that, that's the conversation that's not being had in the white spiritual community is to practice yoga as a white woman in Southern California, if I'm not deconstructing how that happened and how we can more appropriately appreciate rather than appropriate, right? More adequately appreciate and uplift the communities, often impoverished communities where these indigenous practices have come from, that Lululemon and Hot 8 Yoga and Bikram Yoga are benefiting from in these yeah. corporate structures. Mm -hmm. where's the money flowing that's kind of the bottom line of like if we're not giving at least 10 percent back to these indigenous cultures that we receive these wisdoms from like that's i i'm i'm i'm, I'm kind of a stickler about this <laughs> like with, with my white presenting friends of like what are you practicing where did it come from and are you tithing back to these organizations these people these tribes these places like your medicine people if you're serving medicine on any level if you're sitting medicine on any level like are you giving back to the original teachers any sort of yoga any sort of movement any sort of like the whole ifa tradition and the coming forward of the revival of the yeah. african cultures yes and like these are impoverished communities that do not have access to the resource that we do they don't have access to credit they don't have access to education like we do and not saying that they even want it but that there is a piece here and i don't have the answer but i feel like it starts with the conversation around real basic bitch shit which is just like church tithing like if that's yeah. your spiritual practice if bhakti yoga is your spiritual practice figure out whose mother fucking mantras you're chanting and give back to the community that that ashram is in because those kids need access and you're chanting the hymns the mantras that their family has held sacred while your people were colonizing the planet mm. that just this is what that's just what it is i am a cultural refugee as a white presenting woman my indigenous people have been killed off six seven generations and i'm lucky to find like a celtic fairy tale once in a while you know what i mean mm -hmm. 
the brown and black people of the of the planet, the indigenous people of the planet have been holding that shit down while we've been murdering our indigenous people, calling them witches for the past 2000 years. Yeah. That as the base of the spiritual revolution of which white people are gaining the most money from right now, that needs to be part of the conversation in my opinion. And it's not a popular conversation amongst white presenting people, especially if they're making lots of money selling their yoga classes. They don't want to have this conversation. So I'm trying to bring some humor to it. I'm trying to bring some lightness. I don't want to blame nobody. I didn't know until I knew either, nor am I perfect. Call me forward, call me in, like, let's go deeper. And I just feel like this, especially being white presenting, coming forward and saying this, these are my practices. This Mm -hmm. is how I'm learning. I know I'm not perfect. Like, let's continue to learn together. It's not an accusation, but it is, it's not my fault that my ancestors did what they did, but it is my responsibility to step forward and name how we can do it better. Mm -hmm. The best, I love Michel Foucault's quote that he says, a French philosopher that said, the best thing that I can do with my privilege is build a stage and invite others onto it. Mm. Let's go. I'm going to make all the money and give it back. Let's go. Let's, let's activate. I want to give all the money codes to my brothers and sisters and like amplify, amplify. It doesn't mean I need to decimate myself as a white person. It doesn't mean I need to cower down and be like, oh, I shall be, I'm forever horrible. I'm the white devil. I don't believe that either. I believe I'm a child of fucking God and that I'm fabulous (laughs) and wonderful. And that I'm an infinite, wonderful soul that's here to walk hand in hand, arm in arm with you. Mm -hmm. But until you feel equal with me, my work isn't done. Like that's, that's the oneness, the empathy. I'm noticing a lack of empathy in a lot of the spiritual community. Like, can you actually hear that our black brothers and sisters are saying, ouch, they're saying, ouch, you hear that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Baseline. (sighs) Okay. Yes. I didn't know that this was going to be the conversation today, but I'm so glad that it is because (laughs) (laughs) because I have been wondering like, what's wrong? what's, what's wrong? You know, what's like, why is this, why am I hearing this? Like from, from, and it's like coming in and it's like getting stuck. Like, I don't think that's the, that medicine is not going down. And what I'm talking about is like, you know, what the kind of what this podcast is about mysticism, entrepreneurship, creative courage. Like, I don't, there aren't a lot of, this is something that's kind of like lonely. I'm, I'm sharing something that feels really lonely with you right now that I don't talk about a lot, but there aren't a lot of black and brown people talking about creative courage and entrepreneurship and being in connection with spirit in this way. Yeah. What I hear in our industry from my black and brown brothers and sisters who are operating in entrepreneurship operating in like this kind of intersection that I find myself in is how to keep up with white people, how to keep up with white funnels and white systems and people who are doing it this way. And we're not like talking about how, how the program, I had a download yesterday that like came after like listening to a bunch of other people's stuff. And was like, Thank you so much for opening up this little gateway in my heart. <laughs> um, but around like the patterns and the matrices that we experience in our day to day, the patterns coming from that root word, 
pater, which means father in, in Latin and matrices coming from that Latin root word mater, which means mother. And the, the matrices being the, like, the internal belief systems, these matrices on the internal, like uh, the program, and then the, the patterns, the structures on the outside of us that are governing these, like, I, like again, networks, networks of nourishment. And what's flowing through these networks of nourishment, what's flowing through the patterns and what's flowing through the matrix are not compatible with my body. And I'm angry. <laughs> I'm angry because I see like every single person that I, I, I love, it feels like is, is, is like doing, inviting this like pattern and this matrix into me into this this like pattern matrix dynamic especially around somatic care especially around money especially around that kind of work and i'm like this does not compute with my body my yes, body is rejecting the code thank you thank my you. body is rejecting yes. the code and i haven't been able to say that out loud thank at, you like, at all thank you yeah it's based thank you I fully validate and I'm here to say my body didn't either. And for a long time, I wronged myself until I realized that it's roots from my experience. I'm not saying for their experience, I'm not making it all wrong. I'm not making abundance codes wrong for anyone that works for you. Great. The way it landed in my body was fucking new age colonization. And I was like, no, bitch, no, <laughs> no, none of this. I don't want to play this game anymore. I do not want to play even subtle hustle. Mm even subtle enslavement, even subtle systems of lack and superiority, even subtle systems of pedestaling and like guruine and, yeah. and savior, any subtlety of enslavement on any level, I'm out. Mm. No, no, I am a child of God. Yes, I do believe that each one of us can call in abundance. For me, it's through a, an earth-based wisdom, which is when I have a vision yes. for a community that centers around the children and the mothers and the water and the earth, I can call in any amount of abundance, whether that's money or food or fish or whatever we need, when yes. the vision is that of community. That's yes. what the indigenous peoples have been holding. Yes. That's what you are here to stand for. That is not entrepreneurship hustle culture as we currently know it. It's a completely new thing. It's, an old, it's the oldest thing. <laughs> it's the oldest thing and for me if it's not of that frequency of like yes. the rose quartz of the mother holding the like yes. high shamanic frequency for her village i have no fucking interest in it two i'm done no more you will not colonize my inner territory done done i will have my pricing for my coaching packages really fucking clear i will speak to each individual personally because if they want access to me and can't afford me we're going to sit down and have a conversation if there's something that i can do to give away my gifts for free because it amplifies an individual that can amplify a community i'm fucking doing that if i get paid a million dollars a minute for my work i'm fucking doing that it's not about the what it's about the how and having an integral community of elders and reflectors to help us see where we might be slipping the fuck up because we've all got that patterning within us so other than that sis like we ride together like no more hustle no more colonization and that abundance code frequency that's really prominent in the new cage white supremacist spirituality right the new now cage. has that <laughs> cage i'm not into it 
and I don't blame any individual and I'm not pointing fingers and saying they should do it differently. I'm just speaking about how it lands in my body yeah. and I'm totally okay being critical of it. All right. I'm sitting here. Like I got my arsenal of plants. Like I've, I've felt my, like my, what am I saying right now? My ancestors come to me in my dreams. I've had initiation dreams. I didn't know that they were Aoife uh, of orientation. My yep. Native American ancestor, this one grandmother comes up in everybody's reading. And it's usually with white people like who are reading for me. And she's like, Hey, bitch, <laughs> like, I'm here. Hi. You know what I'm saying? So and it's like, yes. <laughs> and then the, all Let the it cards, be known. <laughs> Let it be known. all the cards are like wolf elk, like, like every creature, the hawk, like mm. hawks just show, like, it's like, and I feel it. And I, I like, I am in this season and I just like, where I have, I've been feeling so suffocated in this town, in this city, and in this place where I'm in, I'm in East Tennessee right now, and I'm aching to leave. Like, I, it was, it was like, my guides are just like, immediately jumping on that opportunity from like, as soon as I said, yes, I put it on my vision board. My partner and I was like, let's make a vision board. We never really do that kind of stuff together, but I was like, I want to today. And we were like putting, you know, yoga poses and fresh clothes and like things. And I was like, Tulum. And it was just like, my, I feel like my guides are giving me the opportunity to study plant medicine with people who are of color and of like, you know, and also to get, get out of here, to get out of this like matrix in this pattern system. I put that on my vision board and I felt it immediately. I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to Tulum. I don't know why I want to go, but I want to go and I want to buy a one-way ticket. That's what I want to do. And my partner was like, why did you put Tulum on the board? That's so interesting. And I was like, I just want to. And he was like, that's so funny. My client just invited me to come hang out with him at his villa this morning in Tulum. He says he has a room with my name on it and we don't have to pay for it. And I was like, well, bitch, let's go. Let's go. Let's follow. Let's, let's like, lean in. And I'm just like, and the reason why I'm saying that is just like for in my mind, so many dots are connecting right now. Like I literally had no clue. I was like, of course I have a clue of why I wanted to sit and talk with you on this podcast, but I didn't know the level of like, oh, okay. Wow. Cool. This is clicking yeah. into place kind of thing. The synthesis is happening for me yes. um, and it's beyond language. And I think that's yes. what I'm trying to say is yes. that your presence is like what the, what I'm hearing and seeing and what I hope those who listen to this podcast hear and feel and see is like, it's just beyond language right now. It's beyond language. Um, yeah, it's an activation, right? 
Yeah. And that's, that's the beauty of when, when humans, women, whatever I, I have, uh, I believe we all can do it always together with all beings, but when two people come together are open, the synergy, like what I'm saying to you is you're evoking it as much as I am saying it mm. in that is equality. Mm-hmm. because I'm not coming from my mind with this objective of like, this is all the race and critical theory that I've studied that I'm going to present here on this podcast, or these are all <laughs> the abundance codes that I'm going to give. Here's my mind. Here's my colonized, educated, spiritually suffocated experience of humanity through this little time. It's literally like oracling again, getting into that trance state, like the Aoife around the fire. For me, it's the Celtic Oracle. It's the one around mm-hmm. the fire who just trusts, trusts. I know yes. I have all the medicine of all my ancestors i have all the akashic records and yes. when i'm activated by you and we're in that space like what wants to come through it's medicine for both of us and so there's this equality mm-hmm. of receiver and giver equality Absolutely. of teacher and student it's no longer like the pedestaling thing it's the returning to the circle it's mm-hmm. the returning to the circle that we're we're hungry for tribe we're hungry for village it's the returning yes. to the circle where the shaman stands next to the mother stands next to the fisherman stands next to the child stands next and we're all in the circle and there's order based on roles and we know that we're not all the same but we're all equally important to the cycle of life that is the beauty like it's not about village like quintessential romantic like oh it's a beautiful time it's literally that that's actually how human animals best function Mm -hmm. just scientifically proven it's Mm -hmm. better that we live closer to land better that we eat food that is locally grown better that our children are raised by people that they know better that we educate our children ourselves like everything from the village is now being scientifically proven to be the best thing for humanity yes and that's the blueprint that i feel in you like i feel you as a village code holder i feel you as a mama vision holder like a mama vision holder the blueprint of the mama vision right now is like my 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 abundance codes is about making a place for my children to be safe and it's going to be fucking gorgeous and nobody's going to fuck with them absolutely that's mama lioness codes like that's our abundance, right? Like safety and freedom for our children. And like, that's where the money comes in. It's like, no one can fuck with that frequency. Yeah. And it's happening to women in the Middle East and it's happening to women in Japan. Like the awakening will be the mothers in assault. Whether we birth children through our wombs or not, isn't important. It's the matrix, like the womb, the matrices, like what is the bigger matrix than anything that they can fucking program is the fact that you and I are mycelium. We're yeah. connected through our womb. We're connected through our nervous system. And like, I'm here to stand for you. I'm here to stand for your <laughs> children. Y'all deserve to be safe. I'm sorry we fucked it up. And like, let's let's do this. Let's do this. I don't know how. I don't know exactly how. But in Tulum, they're doing it. Here in Belize, they're doing it. In Japan, they're doing it. In South Africa, it's starting to pop. Like little cells all over the planet. Yeah. People are like, we know we need to get back on the land. We know we need to be growing our own food. Yes. We know we need cultural diversity. We yes. know we need conversations about giving birth on the land. We know we need to talk about death. We know we need to talk about all of these things that have just been like under the radar and like trying to get taken care of. Anything that we've allocated to the government, federal or state, we have to reclaim in this lifetime to truly be spiritual people. Like that's, we're just asking, we're just being asked to be whole villages again. Baseline. And that's what we're hungry for. And when we align with that vision, abundance flows because everyone has this blueprint right now every human being that has even the smallest bit of empathy or can feel the smallest bit of concern in their system hears this information and they're like oh that one that's right 
oh, and I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying that. I'm saying yeah. this is a code that humans hold right now because they're eating non-nutritious food and their bodies are hungry and they just want a fucking spinach leaf that hasn't been fucked with in a chemist <laughs> lab. They're Amen. hungry. <laughs> Bitches are hungry for a fucking spinach leaf. That's good. That's so good. Yes. I... I was just sitting here uh, before our call, listening to my grandfather. My grandfather uh, died years ago, but he was, he, I believe he carried this frequency. He built, he built the house that he died in. He like was a gardener, farmer, mm-hmm. house builder, man. He was a pastor, a reverend. He was a song artist he traveled and he carried god in every cell of his body every part of him was about it Mm. and so like i i mean like all of my grandparents were like my maternal grandparents were like thick on the system like they were they struggled hard my grandmother died Mm. from a stroke my grandfather uh died alone in his house uh had lung cancer like and was an alcoholic and was abusive and they all were gardeners and still they all were gardeners and they were still all in the land with their hands in the soil because that was the only hope it was the only way they would get fed on any level. Mm-hmm. My mom was also a gardener and she played with flowers and she didn't know that the flowers were playing back. Like mm. she didn't know that the flowers were speaking back. And now I feel like I have this like call on my life to the flowers and I don't have anyone to go to because my mom is sick. Mm. And I, you know, I, I just crave, and I know a lot of, you know, a lot of people are in this position where they are just craving elders, craving elders and, and sisterhood and folks who aren't trying to create another pyramid scheme out of it all just trying to nourish each other, right? Like, and I'm not saying that like business, I I love building business. I love it. There's parts of me that don't love it most days, but like there are parts of me that are like, yeah, this is powerful. It's a powerful way of exchange. And this is incomplete for me because I crave the village with every fiber of my body. I crave these networks of nourishment that are true and real and that don't have to pay me in order to be present. And I don't have to just pay them. It's like, there's nothing wrong with that, but there's also like, if like what's behind that, what's deeper. um, It's yeah. It's just like bitches are hungry for hungry for it you know and i'm bitches <laughs> village codes babe <laughs> we hungry for the village right yeah 
And I am with you in that, like, business is great. Yes, we can have incredible abundant businesses. Yes, you can have your coaching and mentorship groups and your one-on-ones and the VIPs and all of that. And that's actually not going to cut it either. Yeah. Like, in that search for happiness, I I do believe we as humanity are coming into that, like, okay, it's not codependency anymore. It's interdependency. But what interdependency actually is, is, like, go from codependency to independence to interdependency interdependency is like acknowledging that i actually do need you yes i act you like literally you like your happiness your life your joy your uh, my my joy as an empathetic piece in the mycelium is dependent on you my sister and if you're suffering in this lifetime i as a piece of that mycelium will also suffer and not as like a codependent, oh, we're all connected and I can't take on other people's shit and I'm an empath, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 literally we are one. We are literally one, (laughs) literally just one. Literally, it's not conceptual, (laughs) it's a physical experience. Our oneness is a physical experience. Our biochemistry is inherently connected to everything around us, every sentient being. It can be measured. Our electromagnetic frequency is connected to this planet Earth, connected to every human, connected to every tree. Every time something happens, we feel it all. Every time a plane takes off, every time someone dies, every time someone's birthed, every rape, every beauty, every downfall, we feel it all. Whether we notice it or not, we feel it all. And we are co-creating this experience with each other and the energies of this planet. We are co-creating all of it, not creating. We are not the creators of it. We are co-creating with each other, the past and the future energies and what is current and the momentum of what has been created by those who've come before us. And we can have an effect on what happens now and what happens going into the future. We can, we are co-creating this experience. Yes, all of it, every part of it. And the paradox of, uh, it's, is it a paradox? I don't know, but like every, like that's not seeing, um, what words <laughs> codependency. <laughs> we'll just go back to sounds, babe. I know what you're saying. I know just, what you're saying. Let's speak in tongues. It's fine. <laughs> let's go. Um, okay. So, okay. So, and like, that's the first time I've ever kind of, it clicked for me, this circle, I guess, this loop rather of like from codependent to independent to interdependent and how interdependence and codependence touch each other, though they are not the same. And it's like, it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier of like uh, the codependent code my body rejects this idea that I like, there's like a, almost like the way that we were doing it, the way it was, was like the narcissist and the empath, Tom and Jerry story, (laughs) Lord Jesus, shut it down. But it's like the macro and the micro and every part, like sickness and health disease and blah 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 and like every it reflects in every part of creation and then also 
learning our individuation and learning our fractal nature and honoring our fractal wisdom and honoring the portal of who we are and our uniqueness in this world as an expression, a divine arm that of, of God wanting to figure out what am I like through the portal of Reverend Brianna Lynn, Dajay James, you know, whoever else is listening to this podcast, what am I like through this portal? And yes. then like merging back into creation and that oneness and that unified like consciousness. It's like something else I was learning this morning is like how beautiful the mind is mm. and it's almost like it's the same pattern of like we had to step away from like we have to step away from the code of blah 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 x y and z everything we learned the program and and separate from the mind and and almost like create this like uh, pulling apart of the threads and then pulling it back together the ocean meets the shore mm. and and being in that integrated expression of sovereignty and like co-leadership right like it's like I almost don't have words for what you said and how you express that and what I feel and what I see but I feel like you're touching on all of those things that I've just been sitting, you know, in my house, thinking about like on my own. And you're just like, boom, door open to all the things you've been thinking about privately for months. <laughs> Yay, it's Oracle it's, time. It's Oracle time with Reverend Brianna Lynn. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for sharing and thank you for expressing. I, I, what I'm so excited about in this conversation that you and I are modeling in a really fun way too is kind of what I was speaking before of the meta of like, we didn't have a theme coming into this. Mm -hmm. We didn't, None. we didn't, you know, we had a little bit of like social media interaction. I checked out your page a little bit. You've checked out a few of my podcasts. Cool. Um, but we didn't come in with notes and that there is a synergy that wants to happen specifically with people who hold village codes, mother abundance mm -hmm. codes, mother earth codes, mother Aya codes, whatever you want to call them. I'm talking about like all beings are one being and we're here to do it for the highest good of all. And we're not here yes. to fuck the planet anymore. If it fucks yeah. with the planet, the answer is no, that's it. That's it. When people are like, let's negotiate a contract for this petroleum extraction. The answer is, does it fuck no. with the planet? Then we don't do it anymore. Like you're mm. not raping my mother anymore. That's the codes that we have. You're actually <laughs> not going to rape my mother anymore. I can yeah. feel it. Thanks. Um, mm. And a lot of, a lot of people hold these codes, mostly pussy havers, women, femme ID'd have a, even queer folk, because mm -hmm. in those nuanced sexualities, they can feel the yes. nuances of the planet in a deeper way. The two spirit yeah. ones have the connection to the nuanced spirituality yes. that birth givers also have. So it's this really interesting, like the nuance, nuance, and those connected to the to the cycles of of rhythm and life through through the female chalice, if you will. 
Um, but it's not only the feminine rising is not only limited to women. It's it's not exclusive to men mm -hmm. either. It's the nurturer, right? Like those yeah. networks of nurturing. Like that is the feminine rising. It's the nurturer in its us all. It's the mother earth in us all. Mm -hmm. It's gonna come through all bodies and will emphasize in those of us who have the codes and the DNA. But none of us is leading it. It's truly cloak leadership. Like yes. nobody gets left behind. Like yeah. everyone gets to wake up. That's that's the code of the mother. You're all my children. Even the fucking racist Trump, like he gets to wake up too. Yes, he does. He gets to feel the divine bliss of the eternal mother on his tongue too. Like he does, yeah. he does. He gets to yeah. see the infinite crack fractal of God's pussy. Like he does, you know? And I just, <laughs> I'm excited for him. He would like just be like slain in the spirit in a new way. Just hello. Completely beheaded by the divine Kali in the most <laughs> orgasmic bliss ever known possible. <laughs> Lord, yes. 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 Uh, Take my head from me, yes. <laughs> I'm so here for that. Yes, me too. I mean, that's the message of the Divine Mother is there's no vengeance that need be had. Again, as a white presenting woman, that can be taken in a lot of different ways and I trust that it will filter into all experiences, but like yes. the, the ultimate vengeance is the awakening of every human where we can walk the planet free, where we can grow our food, where there yeah. are no borders, where, where our children are not starving, where rape is not a tool of war or a tool of expression in any way, that all colors and all genders and all human beings are respected and loved for the beauty and unique uniqueness that they are like we can create heaven on earth yes, we can yes we yes, can yes. yeah that's it that's mm -hmm. that's the mother codes that's the village codes like i actually do believe in heaven on earth i've seen it i've been there i remember it don't try to fool me with your lies and your programming that i need your shit or that i need to look like that or i need those boobs or i need that car in order to have heaven on earth i know it relies on fruit trees and my children being safe don't fuck me over with your lies. I'm done. I'm a mother lioness and my code is life. And if you're taking life, you're not in my reality. Bye. Yeah. Point blank period. Done. That's it. With a smile. <laughs> Love ya. <laughs> Call me when you want to wake up. You know? <laughs> yes. I love that. Um, it's yeah I like I almost have nothing to say like I'm just every part of me is just like all right confirmed confirmed um the word that I have been thinking about for the last almost a year is heterarchy and heterarchy is is like when all parts of all nodes in the system hold equal value though they play mm. different roles and it's one of i don't know if you're into the gene keys or not or human design oh, or yeah. whatever but like it's like one of the highest expressions of my gene keys and my human design is the 45th gate the cross of rulership mm. and And like the 22nd gate, which is the gate of grace and the gate of the cosmic mother. So I feel like <laughs> I'm just like, oh, obviously God. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> see what you're channeling? Do you see what you're channeling? I, Do you see I what see you're it. channeling? I see it. I see it.
Do you mind if I ask uh, your human design, if you're into it, you can say you're not into it or gene keys, all that good yeah. stuff. Yeah, I'm into yes. it. I'm into it. Yeah. Human design. I'm a three, five manifesting generator. Um, and my gene keys, I'm all over the place, but um, my life's work is invincibility, which I believe is nine. And then it goes into mastery, which is 16. And then divine will 40 and then tenderness 37 that's like my activation sequence on the outside mm. um i don't know if i can i, can, I might be able to conjure more i have a pretty good memory but <laughs> no that's i mean that's just beautiful it's just such a like and like i'm curious too like how how did you get here like how did you get <laughs> <laughs> to oracle mode <laughs> um a relentless passion for life like aliveness has always fascinated me power has always fascinated me and people i love people and i grew up in um a mostly latino community in a farming community in southern california and saw a lot of weird socioeconomic disparaging class shit early on and just started asking questions about people in power and I've studied people in power and plants um, for a long time. Everything from sexuality to plant medicine to Ayurveda to um, bush medicine fascinates me. Uh, cultural, uh, deep cultural roots specifically in Latin America. So from, you know, the Sonora Desert all the way down to Patagonia, I've studied with different off the beaten path medicine people in small villages mostly like not like centers and not like people you would find yeah. in anything but like this this woman that i'm currently studying with Miss janice i met her at a belmopan like farmer's market she had herbs that i have not seen anywhere in latin america she had herbs from jamaica she had herbs from india she had herbs from japan like she had teas and just like growing all of them on her land and so I, for the past about five and a half weeks she and I have been communicating these past three weeks I've just dove deep with her um visiting her land spending the night on her land speaking with the plants she works deep with with um mimosa like smokable DMT mm. and we'll smoke and then we mimosa, sit with the plants so together beautiful. it's beautiful and so I'm it's sitting with this woman just like hearing her ancient ancient wisdom I'm not gonna be bringing people to her unless she wants it, but like this off the beaten path, like Bush specifically medicine woman, like that have just trickled literally, I didn't look for her. Like I just like kind of went into this one stall at this huge market, huge market. We happened to be there for a few hours, like not there that long and just like siphoned in, met her and just immediate connection and started talking about ashwagandha. Cause like, how does she have this Ayurvedic herb, herb ashwagandha in the middle of Belize? Like what? Yeah in tincture form. So we started talking tinctures and just like blah, 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 blah. done. It, it, love at first sight. I've ha I have about, you know, probably 11 of these teachers all over Latin America of just literally what I like to do is I go and I'll stay in a place anywhere between two weeks and like six months and just kind of like become a part of the groove and not necessarily look for a teacher, but be like, okay, I would like to study deeper with the plants or I'm interested in like the local culture or local food and people just trickle into my to my life like just listen and just put it out into the village literally put it into the village of like hey white girl in town who really is interested in plants if you know of anyone like send them my way 
people always trickle in. So there's another guy local in town, Joel and Edwin, who grow plants and we're doing all different types of cuttings and doing some experiments with soursop fruit and like noni and fermenting that. And so mm -hmm. like a big, a bit something from when I was young was like relationships and projects get to be simultaneous. Like I love people and just learning about them, but I'm not a really good, I don't hang out really well. Like um, I've been told that I'm on the spectrum. I've never been formally diagnosed, but it makes a lot of sense. Like I'm not, I don't like to hang out and just like chill. I want to be doing a project. Yeah. Like let's, yeah. let's build, build something or create something or paint something or do something or move our bodies or, and that has been really great for me as someone who travels and loves plants. Plants is also a very like, um, I would say sexually neutral place to meet a lot of people as well. It's been very safe as a young white woman traveling around Latin America, mostly by myself. I do speak Spanish and, and I'm conversational in Portuguese and Belize is mostly English speaking and Creole here. Um, but, you know, plants have been almost like this nice barrier and buffer. And so um, a lot of my understanding of the world, socioeconomics, class and race has come from taking a perspective of the plants because it's an equalizing zone. Yeah it's an equalizing zone and to also be in a place where as as a white presenting woman like most of the knowledge that i've learned from herbal lore and things like that have been people of color like most of my teachers have been people of color in the united states i've had a few white presenting teachers and like learn from some local like plants especially in southern california or when i lived in northern california but pretty much every, all of my teachers in latin america have been people of color and um it's almost like it's it's their land like it's they're preserving their plants on their land there's a lineage you can feel it's just a thicker book mm -hmm. i don't know how else to say it like white people teaching about plants in america is a different frequency than people teaching about their yeah. plants on their own land it's a thicker book it's a different energetic weight and so once i started sensing that frequency it's not that it's better or worse. I think we can gain knowledge from many different people of many different backgrounds, but an indigenous person on their indigenous land teaching about their indigenous plants from who knows how many generations, but it's a thicker book. Yeah. And so I respect that. I feel that I respect it. I honor that. I love that. I think that's such a beautiful read. I've been looking for um like a medicine person to like <laughs> learn from here in Appalachia and there aren't any people of color to learn from here and the all you know all the white herbalists that I know here on this side of the state are beautiful like they're beautiful beings but totally I, I don't want to learn from them and they get really territorial about their knowledge and like it's just like a different like energy from my like learning from my mentor Yael who I stumbled upon who is this like beautiful human who lives in Oregon right now um but they're also like a hybrid human so they're not like they're not fully human um I don't really know how to describe that they uh they're like multi-dimensional so to speak um, and like learning, like learning about somatics and nervous system, it feels like when I learn about it from white people, which I love white people. Why did I say it like you that? Too. I don't know. I did too. <laughs> I was like, I love white people. Like why? I love those white people. Okay. <laughs> We're 
you're learning thing. language, babe. It's okay. Well, I'll, too I'll, excited. I'll say weird things too. I'll say weird things too. We'll just go like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Exiting the code um, or something. I don't know. Anyway, but it's like, it's like, yeah, it is like very much, it's a different textbook from Yael who is just first has a doctorate in somatics and physical therapy and has all of like the certs because they're just curious about the human body and is the most profound teacher and like drops the barrier more won't let me pay them kind of vibe like completely drops the barrier and like no you you know this knowledge you have this but when I enter other spaces it's like you don't have enough knowledge and you need to be certified and you need to X, Y, and Z and you need to have all of these X, Y, and Z codes or whatever to guide and be whoever. And I'm just like, I don't know that language right now. Um, and so I'm curious about like, I'm, I'm curious about that. Like, how do you, how would you, um, this is a great one. This is, I feel like I have had no, very little questions because you're just like <laughs> reading all the mail before I even have a chance to ask the question. But for, but for folks like me, right? Like I'm right before my Saturn return, I see myself, I don't see myself in like archetypes, right? I don't see myself in mother just yet, if I'm being honest, as much as I want to for the gram, I'm not there. I'm in maiden. I'm learning my lessons in this stage of my life. I'm gearing up for this. I'm in the initiation right now. I feel the fire in my heart. 29 is coming in June. And it's like, I feel time. Like that I can feel the wheel of time in my body and I don't know how to describe it. And I feel the lessons and I feel the coming of age initiation vibe going on. How would you invite folks who are in my stage of life to seek those networks of nourishment, to seek the village, to seek the elder, the mother um, roles in their lives? Yes. Yes. I right love now it feels question. like luck. <laughs> right. I mean, I think just first having the conversation and bringing these kinds of codes forward of like codes around the village, codes around desire for eldership, as we've been talking a lot about abundance, we've been talking a lot about money, we've been talking a lot about entrepreneurship. Let us continue. Let's also weave in like ancestral work. Like, are we talking to our ancestors every day? Do we have an altar to our ancestors? Mm -hmm. Are we getting barefoot on the earth? Do we have groups of people that we can meet up with and get barefoot on the earth together? Are we spending time with children? Are we spending time with people who are older than us? Are we spending time with people who look differently than us? Are we spending time with people who think differently than us? Are we also getting nourished by people who think similarly and feel similarly so that we can have a sense of belonging, like being conscious about all of our relations, being conscious around how we're weaving our time and our day, how we're scheduling our day. Like Saturn is about our relationship with the masculine time, authority, structure. So getting in like real right relationship with your connection to the masculine, like a good, healthy masculine, good, healthy rising ritual, good, healthy routines and rituals. It's all about routines and rituals, finding cycles and rhythms with place and space and body and village. And that time of like, okay, I've been able to be like in the maiden, in the sporadic, and the mother is about cultivating a relationship with time so that you see that your life can actually get better over time. Aging, I mean, I'm 36. Aging isn't like I'm getting older every year. I get 
better every year. Like Mm -hmm. I'm only getting stronger. I'm only getting more flexible. I'm only getting more healthy, more wise, more sexy, more juicy, more orgasmic, more abundant, more humble, more available, more boundaried, more careful, more alive, more, more loving every year. And the Saturn returns time this time, your relationship with time and specifically stretching your body, like fucking start stretching your muscles now. Like that's the key to life. Stretch and open your muscles. Like yoga is no fucking joke, whatever it is. 10 minutes a day, stretch your hips and your legs and your chest and like open yourself. That will set you up for the rest of life. The relationship with stretching and structure is everything with your Saturn returns and just developing a routine that works for you. And also like learning how to schedule zero time because this can be a time of great creation. Like every Monday I haven't scheduled nothing. Like I, that's a non-negotiable. I don't fly on that day. I don't schedule a massage on that day. No podcast, nothing. Every Monday for the rest of my life, that's my moon day. And then I have four weeks out of the year on the winter and summer solstice that nobody can touch, nothing, never. And I scheduled no thing until the day of, and I decide where I want to go. Those for me are like critical parts of nutrient dense self-care in structure. So you Mm -hmm. see how the structure isn't about like getting her done. It's about the masculine protecting the feminine. My masculine structure protects my feminine nurturing spaces with as much fierceness as it does my money making or as it does my tax creating or tax paying off as it does like calling my mother like the things that i need to do that my masculine has been almost like too rigid about that has made me fearful of it and made me be like fuck you masculine for many years in my 20s i'm gonna do whatever i want my feminine just be a maiden fucking new age bunny go cray cray like i did my thing right so when my saturn returns came around and saturn had to kick my ass a little bit so that i could build a relationship with my internal masculine so that i could hold my own feminine so i wasn't seeking that out in external forms as much of like oh i am my own sugar daddy god's my sugar daddy like cool like right here cool this one this one learn how like i am my own best lover was mm-hmm. one of my mantras during my saturn returns even when i was partnered but like getting to know my body and not relying on someone else to give me an orgasm but really coming into rapport with the masculine that wants to fuck my feminine like that's how I wanted to set up my life. So that would be my my invitation to the Saturn returnees that y'all just like get into juicy relationship with your masculine, like be the big daddy to yourself, be the Prince Charming, like be the one who takes you on the best date, like the best partner and the best masculine for the structure, heal the relationship with the internal father, heal the relationship with the internal authority, Saturn, which is where Satan comes from. Like that name was, was appropriated from the Greeks and made into the Satan character. Like that's almost like a, a toxic mimic of it but like in its in its truest essence it is the keeper of the underworld it is that place where like we hide things yeah so that's a little download on saturn returns i feel like i just got all the secrets (laughs) Ah, yay okay i'm very curious about orgasming yeah me too you're an orgasmic (laughs) oracle i am I'm naked right now under my clothes. It's Listen, crazy. okay, that's the code. <laughs> okay, so I I have to own something. Great. As I like ask you this question, I Orgasms 
are really confusing to me. And it feels really vulnerable to say that out loud. But it also feels really like I feel okay. You know, I feel safe to share that in my own, I feel inner safety. But I think that like the concept of, of an orgasm requires so, in, in my mind, it's like requires so much energy. Uh, and like undoing. Yeah. Oh, we're going to have to do another podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, baby girl. Can you? Deconstructing the patriarchy of orgasm, like serial doll, like serial killer. This is, this is a big one. This is huge because the majority of what we've been presented as orgasm is not even fucking orgasm. Like every sex scene that we've seen on Hollywood, I wouldn't say every, I would guess almost everyone is A, made by men, for men, about men. So it's not just about endless squirting and hot, sweaty, everything all the time. It's not that you don't want the orgasm, it's just that you haven't seen the orgasm on the menu that's actually yours. Mm. The thing about feminine orgasm or female orgasm or pussy orgasm is A, it never looks or feels the same. It's infinite. It's different every single time. What we want, the way we want to be touched, how we want to be tuned into is literally different every single time. And we are not taught how to work with this. Like it's an intergalactic sea anemone portal from the other universe. And we're told like we're just supposed to stick something in it and like like it if he comes. Like it's just fucked up. Like it's fucked up in a whole other dimension. It is. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. Let me prepare. I need to breathe real quick. (sighs) Okay, let's go. (laughs) Yeah. So our the the anatomy of of the pussy. What I call the pussy is basically the fallopian tubes, the ovaries, down into the vaginal canal, into the inner and outer labia, the clitoris, the clitoral hood, the gangs manglia, like the clitoral basically talons that come on either side of the body, the G spot and the entire vaginal canal. Like I consider that whole pelvic bowl juice box the pussy. It's a throne. It's the fucking seed of life. Every month we bleed, we bleed blood that has stem cells. These are the cells of life. In my opinion, you should put it on your face. You should dilute it, give it to your plants. Literally the cells of life every month we're giving out like the best fertilizer, the best skin reviver, like the best stuff on the planet. Like if science could collect our blood, our menstrual blood and use it, it definitely would, but in those it would ick out the culture way too much, but that's why they just take the aborted babies and use them instead. But like this shit is no fucking joke. The seed of this is the cream of life, right? So every month our body is producing like the highest nutritious, most beautiful juice of life from this area of our body. It is also the vaginal canal and the clitoris and the clitoral horde could and the labia majora and minora, which are the bigger lips and the inner lips, all the way into our fallopian tubes have many different types of cells. It has just normal blood cells. It has tissue cells. It also has neurodendrites. It has brain cells. It also has heart cells. It has cardiovascular cells. We have brain cells and heart cells in our pussy, in multiple places, in our vaginal canal, in our clitoral hood, in our clitoris, and in our fallopian tubes. We have brain and heart cells. It's the only place on the human body of any bodied individual that has brain and heart cells other than the brain and heart is the feet 
feminine female pussy. This shit is spectacular. This shit's <laughs> spectacular. Not only that, the most sensitive thing on our pussy, which has over between eight and 11,000 nerve endings, is our clitoris. That's not inside of our vagina. We have a G-spot, which is basically where the talons of the clitoris extend into our body and kind of hook back around. It's about a walnut textured, squishy, spongy thing, usually between a half an inch to three inches max inside towards the top as if you were reaching towards our belly button. That's a G-spot. That's another highly sensitive bundle of nerve endings. But the highest frequency of nerve endings is, is in our clitoris. When you pull back that clitoral hood and that little button, like you don't need a penis to access that. That tells me many things that tells me many things. The thing that is the most sensitive, that has the most nerve endings, I don't need a penis to access. That means I actually don't need a penis to have pleasure. I don't need a penis to have an orgasm. It can be part of it. I believe that the penis or other devices going inside of us can be part of sex, but that sex with a pussy actually has nothing to do with a penis. That we as pussy havers get to recognize that sex with a pussy, I can have sex with myself really well really really well and orgasm is our there's climax where we go up and over where the pressure builds and the nerve endings basically like have an explosion and then there's a release and then a coming down on the other side of the parabola but the moment we start talking about orgasm like my nipples start tingling like i'm already <laughs> in it right like we are orgasmic like the giggle, like the, the think of like a little girl giggling as she like runs down the beach or even yeah. a little boy, like orgasm is life on the swing set. When you would lean backwards, you know why we did that 800 million times? Cause that shit feels like orgasm. That shit feels like from my clitoris to the crown of my head, to my toes, that full like life. Ah, oh, why we love jumping on the trampoline why we love playing tag, why we love playing hide and go seek, like that surge of life, that going up and over, like orgasm is life. Mm. Orgasm is life, it's our birthright. And we've been told by the church and we've been told that it's about sex and we've been told that it is this and you have to touch your genitalia and da, 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 da. it's like, I watch the sunrise. I'm basically coming. Like, I'm basically like, what is even happening? What is even happening right now? What is he? And I can feel it throughout my body. And part of it, I still am, am melting, right? Because there are things that get congelado. There are things that get frozen because I've been told by church that I shouldn't move my hips in that way, or I shouldn't have my belly look that way. Or I shouldn't touch myself in that way. So there are things that have been melting over time, programming and layers that have been melting over time. But now I'm in a state where if the trees are moving in a certain way and I catch them like flirting with me, I get wet. Wow. There's a relationship with life. And I'm not saying like we get off on everything, but there's a, an aliveness that we can have access to. Tantra as a base practice just means to weave. Mm just to weave. And the base practice of Tantra is about a decade to a decade and a half, like minimum 10 years to 15 years of only solo practice. Like what we're seeing right now is like a festivalized version <laughs> of a deep ancient, like monastic practice that was mostly solo for a minimum of 10 years. You are only breathing, not even touching yourself, breathing with yourself for 10 years before they even brought another person in the room with you. Like Tantra is about becoming so deep in the present moment that orgasm is life, is breath, is every moment. 
I can feel my clitoris right now. I can feel my nipples. I can feel my spinal cord. I can feel God. I can feel the goddess. I can feel the sun. I can feel the moon. I feel the stars and whatever I choose to focus on, I can amplify. I mean, they would say that the Tantra masters could literally make themselves climax just with thought and breath, no touching themselves. I need that code. Right? <laughs> right? I need that code. So much. So I've been, I've been, I mean, I don't know that I'm going to write the book, but one of the pieces that I've been really writing a lot on is like the orgasm of life and what are the practices that can lead us into that so we don't have to remember this consciously of like conceptually, let me bring in of like, oh, the trees are fucking the sky. Like, how do I bring about this through practice, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the practices that I teach is breath, sound, movement, touch. And I can totally send you that link and it's on YouTube and all the things, but it's a practice of moving energy through the body through breath, through through sound, using sound, using movement, and then using self-touch just to move energy. It's not inherently sexual. It is sensual, but just getting in touch with a practice where it focuses on the present sensuality. What's actually happening now is the most precious thing. That practice is what brings orgasm forward. Wow. Here. Not in an imagined place or, you know, if I'm in some like fake and fantasy or like that I should be doing this crazy sex move like that's not what induces orgasm what induces orgasm is full presence full safety and full freedom that is so beautiful I I feel like yeah again yet again and you call and you call the pussy the gps can you talk, I mean, maybe this will be kind of our last exploration, but like, can you talk a little bit more about that and like the work that you do around um, with pussy havers? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I work with pussy havers. I work with some <laughs> non-pussy havers too. They're very exceptional, but I just, I just enjoy this frame of like, what can we do with this incredible thing that we've been gifted? Mm-hmm. The GPS, I call it um, God, God X, Goddess, infinite one i am this is the g this is the connection to spirit this is the shamanic path connection Mm. to the plants connection to the animals connection to the infinite i am one it is one piece of how we make our decisions and choice gps is is what we use to make our decisions and choice in life so we connect with god we connect with the god x we connect with our shamanic path we ask our ancestors g p is the physical body the pleasure, mm-hmm. the pelvic bowl, the pussy, the 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 physical sensation, this this place that we can check in in our body. When we run a question through our body, if we feel icky belly, that is an answer. I'm not saying it's a yes or a no. I'm just saying that it is communication. When we run something through our body and we get those champagne bubbles up our spine and like butterflies in our stomach, like answer, baby knows, baby girl knows. This is a body of scriptures right here. Like this is the holy text. This is the holy text. So that's the P. And then the S I use as a money symbol, I call it sharing, receiving and giving impact and income. Being really aware that money is a spiritual relationship and it's about giving and receiving impact and income. So we're either giving money in the world or we're giving impact as a form of energy. And our decisions in our life need to be taken into consideration what we are doing to receive and give money and what we are doing to receive and give impact in the world as a, as a radiant force. So the GPS is like a decision-making um, frame, I would say. Mm-hmm 
the number one thing when I'm working with pussy havers, women, feminine ID, that's really challenging for them and why they want like the external masculine or a coach or a CEO or like a man to take care of them is around making fucking decisions in their life and their business. Like just make a decision, like just make a fucking decision and go with it. When I was like, how do I make a decision? How do I know if it's right? What if I know it's wrong? GPS. Where does it align with God? Where does it align with your physical body? And where does it align with your relationship with impact and income? That sharing money symbol. That's it. Wow. Run it yeah. through those three. And it's just is like, oh, 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 that's aligned, aligned, aligned. If it's aligned in all three, it's a yes. If it's not aligned in all three, it could be a maybe or a no. If it's like really off, then you know it's a no. And it just gives a frame. I'm not saying it's the right way. I'm not saying it's the way. I don't think everyone should do it. If it feels great, great. If not, no big deal. It has helped me and my students a shit ton. Rather than going through of like, is this an alignment, not an alignment? It's just literally like, is it in alignment with God? my body, the way I give and receive impact and income. Boom. Let's go. That grounds it, makes it so simple. Yeah. And that's what I like to do, like integrate that feminine, nuanced, deeply sensitive one with like that masculine structure that can get shit done in a really juicy way. Like we only do what we do from a place of deep juice. It's not what we do. It's how we do it. Like that's the basis of orgasmic Oracle. It's like, it's not about getting the results. It's Mm -hmm. about how much pleasure and how much peace and how much beauty did we bring into our life and others while we were moving towards that, which we want to see more of on this planet. Mm -hmm completely different frame yeah it is absolutely um it i think it rewrites what pleasure can feel like and mean in Mm -hmm. so many different aspects of life and being and work and um i just so appreciate this conversation in Yeah, it's just, it, it's not a conversation I've really ever had before with another like person, <laughs> right? And like just getting to hear your thoughts, your heart, the way that you think about this is so good. It's just so, mm. um, yeah, I'm failing. My words are just like not happening. <laughs> Again, we could just go back to sounds. I'll get you. <laughs> Literally, that's just yes. where I was like, wow. <laughs> and I want to sit in that. Um, and just, yeah, thank you so much for sharing. I feel like I could literally continue listening to you for hours. And I'm not saying that I haven't. Like, I literally have listened <laughs> to all your podcasts of Blue. It's so insane how just thank you so much for being a channel and for being an Oracle and for bringing this medicine and where can people find your work? I want to make sure that people can get in touch with you. Um, or at least your work, even if they're not crawling in your DMS, I'm not sure if you want all of that. Um, but yeah, this program that you are, you're running it in February, right? Like, can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, Orgasmic Oracle Codes, the course, we start, the calls will start end of February, but we open the portal the beginning of February. It's 11 weeks every week with me. 
have some emotional support coaches. It includes an in-person event, which will be in Southern California. Um, really special hot seat coaching, diving deep into the GPS. What does it mean to live a life of radical aliveness and be an ambassador of aliveness in the way that we do our spirituality, in the way that we are connecting with our bodies, in the way that we connect with our businesses and our impact on the planet. Um, I do have a unit on deconstructing, just like what the fuck is deconstructing? Yeah. What are the different things that we need to deconstruct? And like the basic 101 beginnings of deconstructing. I want to be very clear. I am not a master of deconstructing nor do I feel fully qualified to be like saying that I teach my students deconstructing racism and it's like totally perfect I'm not I've mm -hmm. learned this by falling forward and I'm still in like the learning process of how to integrate this and I know that I'm one of the few white presenting coaches that are adamant that we do this so mm -hmm. I'm always open to feedback in my groups and courses um it's open for 22 people. I have a price point, and if anyone is feeling the deep call and that price point is out of their range, we talk to people one-on-one -on -one around what their reality is. Um, it's a $4,000 course, and not everyone mm -hmm. has that reality. And I love to include people who are like, this is the course for me, I wanna be a part of this. So if you're feeling the call, it's like apply, let us know that that financial reality is not a reality for you, and what would be. Um, so I'm always an advocate for let's have the conversation. I'm going to tell you what I know my value is and the value of this course, and then we get to have a conversation. So that's where I see the both and coming forward. It's like, can you charge X number for a VIP day? Yeah, charge whatever you want and be open to the conversation that people are going to come from different contexts. And four thousand yeah. dollars for this person no big deal four thousand dollars for this person that's their year's income we need to have a conversation if we want to start integrating a diverse background or people from around the world in our programs we need to open up that conversation around pricing and think of it more as an equitable contribution what would be an equitable contribution for this person to receive this energy someone we have a woman who signed up she's from southern india and she's paying an amount that's very different than any of the other participants based on what she makes. She was upfront. This is what I make monthly. This is what I'm available to pay. I was like, that's absolutely true. You get to pay that a hundred percent. Doesn't mean she gets it for free because nobody wants it for free. That shit is yeah. weird. I don't do scholarships, yeah. but I do have conversation around equitable contribution. So I just share that as another code for coaches and people like, how do we do this in, in an ethical way? I'm not saying it's perfect and I'm open to ways, but that's one way, just having individual conversations. I have an enrollment coordinator, so I'm not even the one who's doing the one-on-one -on -one conversations, but she runs them all through me. And she knows that our policy is, if the money is an issue, it's not an issue. If you're feeling the call mm -hmm. and the course is yes, and you want these codes, Codes, we're going to make sure that happens. I also have a free Facebook group that I'm giving all of these codes, like multiple lives a week and multiple codes throughout but... the week where I give everything away for free. So Facebook group orgasmic uh, Oracle codes um, is where I'm giving a lot of that away for free too. So Join. it's also about like that village <laughs> mentality where it's like everything I give in a $4,000 course, I'm also providing online for free. But if you want it specifically tailored for you and you're ready to step up in that way, that's also available. And making that $4,000 contribution more like, that's the level you're ready to play at, great, let's do that. And if you're not and you're not there, but these codes are for you, there's also a conversation to be had. So that may have been more than what you were asking for, but I just wanted to include that because I think it's an important one in the coaching world. It's yes, absolutely. Um, it was needed for this time and I trust that. So um, mm. how they can get a hold of me at Rev Brianna yes. Lynn 
on Instagram and Facebook, definitely. Facebook group, I'll send you the link for theearthtemple.com. You can find pretty much everything on there. Theearthtemple.com slash orgasmic dash oracle is for the orgasmic oracle codes of the course. If you want to come be one-on-one with me, um, I do have, you know, one slot for one-on-one, but it's not opening until April. So I'd say if you want to work with me, orgasmic oracle codes, the course is the way to go. I love that. I will include all of this in the show notes. As you were talking, I was adding myself to your Facebook group so I can get some of these codes. Yes. Yes. I'm ready. I'm here for it. Um, Reverend Brianna Lynn, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your voice. I appreciate your presence. You have, you shift culture everywhere you go and it's amazing. So thank Thank you for shifting culture here. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me on and trusting your intuition and gut and juice to to say yes to my wild and crazy Oracle channel as well. I appreciate you and what you're doing. Thank you. Never at ease. I don't know a limit. Chasing a dream. I don't know what sleep. I got a queen. She let me to eat it. She wrapped like a peach and she snapped me to snip it. We well overdue for that link up and post. Text me to fall through a spider. She wrote it. Silly with courage. You're doing it. Pull up to the crib, I'ma put with the blood strokes Cut throat from the low low when no love goes When you play buddy, I just been that way We look in the field stack Thank you so much for listening to the Brave School Podcast You can find us on the internet at braveschool.co. You can also find us on Instagram at braveschool.co. And find me, your resident story doula, at the story doula on Instagram. I'm so excited to serve you. Thank you for being here, friend.